0: I don't think this thing is working anymore. I can't. I can't get a hit. What's up? Welcome to another episode of ANC, Anarkis News Corporation. How are you tonight? We're fine.
1: Another Wednesday night of debauchery and partying. No.
0: Sunday night. It's <laughs> not Wednesday Sunday? night. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's okay. That's what we rock. We rock the Wednesdays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. Usually Sunday nights. Twice a week. And we
1: have a new podcast for you. And twice a week. I feel that's a pretty fair amount. do you think? I don't know for everyday people. I don't know if people want to listen to us every day.
0: Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. That's a question. Maybe we, people need the feedback or something. Give yeah. us feedback.
1: <laughs> Garlicchoke at gmail.com. Two C's.
0: Well, I think they can also message us through Anchor or something. I don't know, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know either. Yeah, we're just keeping
1: it real here. But them. if you know, you should message
0: us. Yeah, I mean, if you feel something, I guess uh-huh. like, sure. Like, why not? Got an idea? We'll take it to heart and make it known to people and bring it out, you know, maybe a lot of other people will feel the same way you do about an idea or something that one you want to be presented here on our show, I don't know <laughs> um, we're open to suggestions I
1: mean, we're always looking to uh, yeah, I mean, we appreciate your perspective as much as ours right yeah, of course, so it's an uh, option for you all chime in On what you think We should be talking
0: about I mean that really to me Is like the million dollar question What really needs to be talked about We cover We have a
1: pretty good lineup
0: Of political issues Yeah, we definitely take a stance on those, for sure, yeah. But as far as everything
1: else goes, I don't know. Yeah.
0: I mean... Yeah, I mean, the political issue is definitely something that I feel we can't, like, get out of. Like, it's always something that's there, like elections and stuff. Like, we... It's something we're forced to deal with at some point in time, always, you know what I mean? We have to figure out what side we're on, what policies we want implemented, you know, who, what party do we want in power? I mean, it's like we're forced to like, we're forced to, you know, address the issue, I guess. So, you know, we talk about something that is, you know, we feel is something that it was always irrelevant, I guess. Don't you think? Yeah. So I have some relevant headline issues that I wanted to discuss tonight. You'd be oh. so obliged.
1: Oh yeah. I'm doing so with no teaser. She got one right there. Yeah, we're gonna use it. Pussy. Because my mouth Salivates
0: Constantly Without it Yeah it's hardcore Uh uh-huh. When you're uh Drinking red eye Or uh Gut rot As they call it Back in the uh old Wild west You're definitely gonna uh Most people need a chaser But the cowboys Back in the day They didn't take chasers Like You watch like The Virginian episodes You know what? Big Valley episodes All those old cowboys, dude Are like They don't take no chasers After their straight shot I have less
1: (laughs) of an issue Doing it Pull off of a flask
0: Than that a shot Well, that's another thing See, in the old westerns too Like uh, Here in America Like They They were usually taking little sips too. Sometimes they didn't always take they straight drink shots. From well, there wasn't. You, no, they didn't really drink from flasks, but they when they, they just sipped on them like a flask, like on their <sighs> shots too. That's like something that they kind of portrayed, I guess. So yeah, I mean, that's one way to do it. I just prefer straight shots. I don't need a chaser on my on my uh, I whiskey. I prefer the hard drugs.
1: Prefer the hard drugs. <laughs> <laughs> drugs.
0: <laughs> if
1: anyone wants to party. Huh?
0: Rudy's, Rudy's ready to get down and rowdy-bowdy. some
1: <laughs> huh? drugs, okay? So,
0: anyway. Back to the podcast. Do we, uh, should we address this headliner? That, uh, I felt impressed upon the Lord to share, uh, today, Sunday, um, yeah, I just was kind of thinking about the podcast tonight, and just kind of felt like, uh, kind of an an epiphany type thing from the Lord. Okay. I was driving down on, uh, Gonzaga's campus through, to my house, and, uh, I was kind of thinking that, you know, Gonzaga's doing really good. Like, uh, in men's college basketball, we got March Madness coming up here, and, like, Gonzaga's, like, the best team.
1: And, huh? Uh, Are they number one again? Oh, yeah. yeah. They were number one un- last year. Yeah. yeah, they're undefeated. You
0: this know twenties uh, they were never number one the last year, the number one they gave this year. Well, they really have, like, the top program... Men's basketball program in the nation Here in America And so I was just like driving through the campus And It's just It's a really busy area Of of the city here And uh, You know I just I just felt like These These areas These districts are kind of They remind me a lot of like The ancient days like before the flood where i believe they they had the pyramids like they built before the flood the biblical flood yeah the the flood of noah yeah exactly and uh, yeah. but this is this flood is talked about like in all different civilizations like they all have some account of this catastrophic thing that occurred you know flood yeah this like flood that was sent by their god like you know if like you're in uh, Greece, you know, they believe the flood was sent by Zeus. Yeah. You know, if you're in if you're in uh, Italy or Rome or whatever, they believe it was Jupiter. So you're god, you the god where the god of the civilization that proclaims where we are exactly. Yeah, and so like I believe that there's a lot of evidence to you know conclude that all of these pyramids that exist all over the, all over the earth are uh all interconnected and were built before the flood um, i believe the majority of them are and that you know when the flood came it eroded them really bad and then kind of you know kind of tarnished them a little bit you know because supposedly the flood filled the whole earth like it was you know up to the mountaintops you know it was like flooded the wall water in, this, in space <coughs> well, well, they said that the before uh, the flood that the earth had a a dewish kind of canopy of water or dew. It was like called a dew.
1: Yeah.
0: Like uh, um. Around like, it. Yeah, around it, and it was all water. It was also called fir- the firmament. And it was another word for it. Like the Bible uses the word firmament. Uh, of the earth, firmament of the earth, fermented or something? No, not not like fermented. Ferment. Huh? It's a different word. Cause fermented is kind to of, be good or bad. Yeah. The, well, the difference is is like fermented is f e r e, or f e r m e t m e t. Yeah, and then but we're talking about firmament, which is f i r a no for huh? f-i-r-m-a-m-e-n-t for, yeah, yeah. For, for a moment yeah yeah and that's what we're talking we're talking about a heavenly kind of celestial uh water that was all ar- encompassed all around the earth it was like an ozone layer type thing like oh. what the ozone layer is it's like there's different on the the earth has different kinds of that were so rapidly Souls. depleting. Right,
1: unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, supposedly. Supposedly, but they keep. You know, the penguins are extinct. So we're doing
0: okay. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, the penguins. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're still kicking I've been kicking it, yeah. So, I mean. Uh. But that's the thing. I mean, this whole uh, idea of, you know, this ozone layer being depleted or whatever, or like, you know, uh, global warming or whatever you're talking about. There was this firmament supposedly that existed of water that encompassed around the earth. And after this, we lost this. This is what created like, you know, all of this. I think like this it Was changed the earth. The flood? Yeah, all of this water that encompassed around the earth and this is scientific. This is we're using the, this science here. They went from encompassing the earth to being on the earth. Yeah, it came down to earth. It rained down from the firmament.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so this is really what what happened is like uh, all these pyramids that were built before the flood I believe, you know, were, um, you know, kind of eroded and like destroyed kind of to a degree by the, to a certain degree, not obviously they exist still, but like they definitely have been, you know, eroded away, you know, by, I think the flood had a big part of it, you know, and so, but before the flood, these, you know, these temples, I believe, these pyramids, uh, you know, were... Were areas of You know Great energy Great uh, Prana Chi Or like you know, There's different words to describe it Manitou Is a Native American terminology You could use to describe it um, Ether is the You know The physics term for it You know If we want to get Scientific about it um, But essentially is like these areas These Where these pyramids And stuff existed All over the earth They were all like you know, geometrically aligned, you know, or astrologically aligned or whatever you want to call it, you know, with the stars and stuff and omelet lines and, you know, all that kind of parallels and everything, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's like, essentially, like, they were built on these hotbeds of chi or manitou or, uh-huh. you know, prana or whatever you want to call it where there was a significant energy field, you know, where... They built these things and then everybody lived essentially around the temples or the pyramids. You know, there were civilizations that lived around these areas because they were, you know, they were like hotbeds of spiritual energy, you know. And so I think a lot like when I look at Gonzaga, like going back to Gonzaga, it's like Gonzaga is almost kind of like a pyramid. The university district is like a pyramid. There's like, just like before, there was like all of this energy and intention. That's funny, it makes everything
1: seem like a pyramid scheme.
0: Exactly, dude, that's awesome, dude. I love that you mentioned it. It is a pyramid scheme. Like, literally. Of life. But see, the pyramid scheme is is that, see, maybe Gonzaga... Is like on some kind of energy field as well Like the the university district is on like the, the right energy field Just like the ancient pyramids were built On certain energy fields as well Where it's like everybody, you know Kind of congregated to that area They gathered to that area because of the energy And they also like had such a devotion And, you know, intentional desire Towards, you know, like praising uh, or giving worship to whatever was being praised in these temples. You know what I mean? Or at these arenas, you know, like Gonzaga, like basketball, like people putting a lot of attention and energy, giving a lot of that to the team, to the university. It just like, it makes that whole uh, area where we're focusing our energy towards to just like become even more powerful That energy that was already there Even becomes stronger And then people want to congregate more to an area like that You know what I mean? Because there's something about it There's, like, there's that energy that's been That's there that like, people can almost like be nourished Drawing you in Drawing you in, exactly And that's why I feel like a lot of these sports teams And like arenas and like stadiums and stuff Of like professional sports teams Are almost kind of like They're like pyramids where all these people, these fans, come together, and they just, like, focus so much passion and desire and fanhood and stuff to these temples, so to speak, these pyramids. Maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, I, so you're correlating
0: the pyramids with the past. stadiums. Yep, the these stadiums are almost, and it's like, almost if you look at the stadiums even, like... Maybe the stadiums are even built like on some kind of energy force field. You'd almost, you'd, you'd like to know if like the people who decided the city planners or whatever of these major cities here in America, if they, if they planned, I mean, we already know they planned like where the Capitol and White House and Pentagon are all in Washington, DC and like, you know, monuments in Philadelphia or whatever, you know, or New York city or so They're all like, they're aligned in a certain way, you know what I mean? It's like, why would not the arenas too? Because aren't the arenas like really, like what, you know, signify the city? You know, as if their team's doing good, that's like the city's, you know, like it, the city's doing good. Or something. I don't know. I
1: know you're right. If the team's doing good, the Economy of the city.
0: Does, yeah, it does better. Yeah, so it does. does yeah, there's business. your science right there. There's the science of it, yeah. Exactly, yeah. There is like, there is something to it, see? And the science proves it because like you said, the economy it, like drives people in. People wanna to come to the games, they want and everybody's excited, has all this energy and stuff that they're like their their passion for their they team. They want to spend some money. They want to spend some money on memorabilia or like whatever. They're already paying like a boatload um, to get into these games to begin hot with. Dogs. Hot dogs are like ten dollars, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, like, fuck it. I know that's the thing. You like go to these stadiums and it's just you have to pay out the ass, you know. Uh, Twenty-five, say hot
1: dogs cost ten bucks.
0: I know, yeah, or like something like that. Maybe you get the gourmet for fifteen or something like. But it's really not different at all. There's no difference to it. Like the pizza for ten dollars a slice. Yeah, which is never good. But people will pay it because it's like it's the experience of going to the shrine. You know what I mean? It's going to the temple. It's like mm-hmm. you're, paying, you're paying your respects and your devotion to, like the gods. You know. The sports gods. The sports gods. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's really no different, though, is what I'm saying. From ancient times till now. And see, it's like, what did they say? Like, back in... Or Jesus said, like... He said, like, the end times will be like the times of Noah. Like, you're saying the flood. He mentioned the flood. And it's like, yes, you're exactly right. The times of Noah were the flood. And Jesus says that the last days before he comes back will be like the same thing. It's like, because see, everybody was worshipping in different areas of the world before the flood, the same kind of system. It was the same kind of worship system, whether you were in South America, or Egypt, Middle East. Uh, It was all the same. It was all interconnected. Like how? Well, through the stars. All these these temples, these pyramids, they're all interconnected oh. through the stars and stuff. Geometrically or astrologically. Yeah. Huh. And so that's, that's, when you see that, that's how you know. That's how you know that they were, you know, they were all doing the same thing. It was all kind of the same. But obviously there's little twists on maybe where you go. But for the most part, it was like a one world order, you know, I think. One world kind of religion. And everybody congregated around these areas These hotbeds, you could say Hotbeds of Manitou <gasps> Spiritual energy, chi, ether And so that's what I was thinking When I drove through Gonzaga tonight I was just like these are really, This is like a busy area Because people like want to go to that area Where they want to be a part of Where the, the energy is You know They want to feel that it's a kind of a deep concept, but I think there's some science to back it up, don't you think? Um, well, I'm
1: not too sure on the issue. I haven't thought about it a lot, and I don't know. Huh? Well, then maybe we should talk about something else. So, uh, I wanted to maybe bring this issue up, but I didn't know if it'd be politically okay or whatever, but I think that every man in his life considers homosexuality for whatever reason. And I think it's a cop-out because you, you you are a person that's not accepted by society and the gays, at the whole are not accepted by society, or... Maybe they are now,
0: I don't know. Are they now, what? Under this current administration, yes. Huh? They would be, yeah. Uh, they have all the rights in the world now. Huh? So, anyways... Well, it's something we haven't addressed here, but... Like I was saying, I think that uh, earlier when we we're discussing talking about it, you know, I was saying that you know I think it's relevant from an anarchist perspective. Like, what would be the view of homosexuality uh, to people who, are, who promote anarchism? Yeah. And so, I mean, I think that really doesn't matter. You know, anarchism doesn't frown upon homosexuality. Um, The whole thing is, ANC
1: is is a Christian-based company, and the homosexuality is not okay with God. Right. Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that is... Does it say that in the Bible? Yeah. And so, I mean, our personal perspective of homosexuality is that it is wrong, you know, from our our biblical,
1: Christian... To me, it's just
0: a cop-out. Yeah.
1: Because you're putting together a person that's not accepted by society and uh, group of people that is accepted by society and they come together and you have these gay relationships. Yeah. But from a Christian perspective it's not right.
0: Yeah, from a Christian perspective I believe it isn't. Yes. From an anarchism perspective... I think there can still be people who promote anarchism and are gay.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Because if, if there isn't, then maybe you would be judging them.
0: Right. That they don't know or whatever. Well, yeah, and this just goes back. If we want to use science to back this, because we're living in a science-based system now here in America. Yeah. You know, we, we like to promote the science because that's what's popular and that's what, how we need to respond within this kind of a regime of power. So we, we understand what we're doing here and we're trying to be politically correct about it at the same time. But, yeah, we do believe that if there is an intelligent designer, we promote that perspective. We use the Judeo-Christian uh, you know, rubric of things. And under that kind of situation, then yeah, I mean, it's like we we judge it based on that perspective or system that it's wrong. The so an anarchist perspective is like, whatever, you know.
1: Yeah. And if we to get true, anarchists,
0: we need to be open to everything. And everybody, yes, and that's what we try to do, and we try to uh you know even in our you know our bonus coverage is now we've been promoting you know r- black rappers and stuff mm-hmm. which i feel is like good you know it's like i'm definitely heavily uh, influenced by rap you know i'm white and uh, i love black rappers and stuff you know mm-hmm. so it's like trying to get more of that in there you know we're trying to be more just like how the how the uh you know, talking about sports teams and stuff how they're trying to integrate more females into blend the cultures a little more right yeah you got to get that you know more in there and, and there's nothing wrong with that you know female people are just as competent of promoting sports and stuff and and talking about sports as men are you uh-huh. know so of course that's fine you know and this is where we really we come from the anarchism perspective you know it's like yeah i mean we're christian we have that bias, obviously, but like we're still tolerant and open to, like, from the anarchist per- side of us, where we're, we're open to these people and bringing them in. Yeah, because you know? we're like communists. Uh-huh. We're, we're open to the socialists. You know, like we're we're because we know they're close. They're close to coming to our side. It's like the Christian side. It's like we know they're. It's like coming to anarchism. They're coming. They're on the right track. They're gay. They can maybe, you know, like, they're workable, you know? Like, they might see more from our perspective. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well. So, we understand how to work the psychology, too, here. Just like, just like they do, you know? You have to work the psychology factor. And that's just really what we're trying to do. You know, but I I see what you're saying. Homosexuality is something that does exist in our reality. And so it's not something that we really like like talking about, but something we feel like we need to address. Something we haven't talked too much about, so we thought we'd go there, I guess. I feel like it's something we need to address. We're addressing it.
1: Just because... I want to think, I want to consider everyone. Right.
0: So, include you guys. I don't know if, once again, I don't know if we have any, uh, people don't, you know, feedback, so, you know, we don't know what everybody is who listen to us, but, I mean, there might be people who are that way that listen to us, I don't know. <sighs> I just think it's something that you can't, can't deny within our culture because it's something that's you know become more popularized you know in society i think and you're right though it's like they are kind of ostracized this these kind of people you know they're not totally accepted by everyone so it's like what do you do about it that kind of a deal you know Especially when there's
1: this huge movement for people to be original. Right. I mean, it seems like are, yeah. no matter what you see, someone. It's a freak. Do, <laughs> do something original or they have something original about them mm-hmm. that makes you stand out. Yep.
0: Yeah. what do you mean man uh-huh.
1: what's the next subject bonus coverage bonus coverage.